John chapter 12, verse 37 to 44, page 1080 in the Church Bible. John 12, verse 37. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe, as, because, as Isaiah says elsewhere, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear. They would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me in me only, but in the one who sent me. Well, this is exciting, isn't it? Thanks to the Koo family for, for reading for us. Welcome, welcome to Christchurch. It's good to be together as a church family. And if you're visiting with us, it's great to have you here. Something else I find terrifically exciting, scientists, engineers, They're always coming up with amazing things, aren't they? They're always inventing just incredible things. They've made made all sorts of machines that can see all the way out into space. And they've made other machines that can see all the way inside you. That's a bit weird, isn't it? But it's amazing. Does anyone know any of the names of those kinds of machines that can see inside you? Peter, Peter Heads, do you want to tell us one? Can a microscope see inside you? I, maybe if you put it in your mouth. Oh, tell me, yeah, up at the back, shout out. An x-ray, that's better, Peter, an x-ray machine. A microscope, I don't know what you've been doing with your microscope. Doesn't sound very pleasant. Any other machines that can see inside you? Yes. MRI. Yeah, I've heard of those as well. I don't quite know what the letters mean, but I've heard of those as well. And then you can get ultrasounds, all sorts of things that can see inside you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, I wasn't doing anything yesterday, and I thought it can't be that hard, so I thought I'd invent my own one. I got a coat on, got my goggles, and this is what I built. Uh, I built my Whatty. Um, are you impressed with it? It's my what's happening on the inside machine. I built it myself, and it works. It's got, oh, I wrote my instruction manual that can go on here, and I've just got to, I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking, that's a Billy bookcase with tinfoil around it. (laughs) But it's not. It's got a keyboard. Look at this. Attaches like that. That's great. Do you want to see it work? Okay, let me, let me just, I've got to type in the password. Um, there we go. And I push return. Here we, oh, oh, that doesn't look good. With those dodgy chips I bought from Richard Newman. Let me just, let me just give it, let me just give it a whack. Oh, there it is. Look. 
told you it worked. Welcome, welcome to Wattie. My, what's happening on the inside machine? Oh, I've got to, I've got to turn on the laser scanners as well. Look at those. It's patent pending, so don't, don't try and, and, um, it's got a handheld bit, so you can, you can do it yourself separately, but, oh yeah, it's fancy. So, let's see if it works. Now, the, the way it works, if I, if I pass through this, you should tell me what's happening on the inside. What I'm like on the inside. Let me, let me see how healthy I am. I'm going to put my goggles on because you've got to be careful with lasers and things like that not to get your eyes damaged. So I'm ready. Here we go. I can see in this row you're looking very excited about this right now. Here we go. Let's see. Pass through it. <gasps> looking good. Healthy as a man half your age. It's working perfectly. <laughs> now, that, that's just me. But it would be good, wouldn't it? It'd be good to see, try out on somewhere else. Uh, so, uh, how about Scott Bamber? Scott Bamber. Why don't you come out to the front? You, you seem a, a healthy, sporty man. Let's, let's get up for this. Scott, are you willing to try my whatty machine? Great, great. Um, okay, now, is, is there anything it would be good to check out for you? you how, how have you been feeling recently? Anything you want to check? Thanks for asking. Uh, I've actually been feeling recently quite, quite nervous. Nervous? Yeah. Okay, a bit nervous. be good to see what's happening on the inside, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do I need to reset this? Let me just, I can't remember. I'll push a button. Oh, it's reset, Scott. Can you come around here? Scanners are on. I'll wear the goggles just because I'm using it a lot. You, you'll be all right with the lasers, I'm, I'm sure. So Scott's been feeling nervous. Let's see what's happening on the inside. Scott, pass through the washing machine. Ah. Ah, uh, Scott. I don't know if you can see that. I can see what it is. Um, you've got butterflies. You've got butterflies in your tummy. That's why you've been feeling nervous. Um, don't worry, it should, it should clear up in a couple of days. Thank That's you. good. Uh, look, while you're up here, anything else? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, um, been quite distracted recently. Distra- Louise, Louise speaks to me. Your wife speaks to you and you find it hard to concentrate? Yeah, yeah. I find it hard to concentrate at work. Hard to concentrate at work, distracted, not concentrating? be good to find out what's happening on the inside, wouldn't it? Uh, let me just, because this isn't so much chest and tummy, I'll need to program it for head. Now, there we go. And then, right, Scott? Hey, it's amazing, isn't it? It's almost like it's real. It's, um, <laughs> Scott, could you pass through the washing machine now? Here we go. Ah. Ah, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting, Scott. I can see I can see, can you see that as well? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, Scott, what's happened is your brain's deflated. Um, have you been watching a lot of television recently? Uh, I have, yes. Cartoons, yeah, cartoons, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, th- this kind of thing, I've seen it before. It, it happens from time to time. Don't worry, it is reversible. Um, spend some time reading some books. Longer conversations with your wife. Your brain will begin to expand again. That would be great. What an amazing machine. Give, give Scott a round of applause. It, it is good, isn't it? It is good being able to find out what's 
what's happening on the inside. It's good to know that. Which actually made me think about that bit of the Bible we read uh, earlier that the Koo family read for us. Because Jesus, well, John told us a strange thing. I don't know if you noticed it. He, he said this, even after Jesus performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. It's a funny thing, that. Uh, people sometimes say, oh, if only God would give me a sign. If only God would do something so I could see it, then I would believe in him. But Jesus has done some amazing things. If you've been here with us as we've read through John's gospel, we'll have seen some of those things together. He, he turned water into wine. People saw it. He healed someone who was really unwell. He got better. He fed 5,000 people with a few loaves and some fish. He walked on water. He made a paralyzed man walk again. He made a blind man see. He even raised someone from the dead. Lots of people saw it. But then John tells us, even after he'd done all those signs, even after he'd done all those things, they still would not believe in him. I wonder why that is. Now, I wonder why sometimes some of my friends and the people I know don't believe in Jesus as well. I wonder, it'd be good to find out what's happening on the inside, wouldn't it? If only we had a machine that could do that for us. I wonder. I wonder if this would help us. Look, I'll need to I'll need to read the instruction manual that I wrote for this just to see if we could do that. But that would be good, wouldn't it? And while we're doing that, we're going to sing a song again that talks about listening, listening to God's word. So while I check out my manual, as the music begins, let's stand and sing together again. Well done. Great singing. Sit down. Sit down. I've had a look at the manual. Apparently, I can't use my washing machine to find out what's going on in the inside uh, when people don't want to follow Jesus, don't want to believe in him. But it doesn't do that because only God can really tell us that. But what I can do, because this is high tech, is I can upload my Bible app to it. And then the answers will come up on the screen. So let me let me just do that. Some of you still don't believe it really works, but let me just type in Bible app and push return. Ah, see? See, it works. So Bible app is loaded up to it. And now we can, we can see some of the answers from the Bible. We're thinking about this question. Why, why don't people want to follow Jesus? Why don't people want to believe in him? And here's the first reason the Bible gives us from that reading. It's, it's that they just don't want to do what God says. That's one of the reasons. They just don't want to do what God says. John wrote these words. He quoted them from the Old Testament where it says this. This was to fulfill the word of the prophets. Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom is the arm of the Lord being revealed? It's it's from a part of Israel's history a long time ago. God spoke to these people. He spoke to them again and again and again. He told them the way they were living was wrong, and he wanted them to come back to him. And at times, it was even as if he stretched out his arm to do all sorts of wonderful things for them to see. But even when he did that, they just ignored him. 
because they didn't want to do uh, what he said. And John's saying what it was like back then, it's the same in Jesus' day. Some people just didn't want to do what Jesus said. But that's not the only reason. There was another reason as well, and it's, it's this, that they love other things more than God. It's a, it's a funny thing to say, but John wrote this down about some of the people in Jesus' day. Let me read the whole thing that we read from the Bible earlier, but a little bit will come up on the screen. It said this, Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than praise from God. It mattered to them more what other people thought of them, and more than what God thought. Uh, what's happening on the inside? Well, they sort of believe Jesus, that he's God's son, that he's come to rescue. But some of the other leaders saying, well, we don't think very much of Jesus. We think it's a bit stupid if you follow him. In fact, if you follow him, it, things are going to get pretty difficult for you. You might lose your job, and that doesn't sound very nice. And because they loved those things more, and then they loved God, so they, they didn't follow Jesus, and they don't really believe in him. See, why don't people want to follow Jesus? What's happening on the inside? Well, it's, it's because they don't want to do what God says. And it's because they, they love other things more than God. But as I've been thinking about that this week, here's the thing I've been wondering. If, if I let God's word scan me, I wonder what I would find is going on in the inside. I wonder if I just, if I just reset this again. I wonder what would happen if I passed through the scanner of God's word. What, what it would say about me. It's quite thought, isn't it? Something could look on the inside about what's going on with me. So if I, if I step through What's it going to say? It's kind of what I thought. If I'm honest, there's times when I don't want to do what God says. And there's times, if I'm honest, when I, I love other things more, more than God. So here's some things I think, as I've read that passage this, this past week, that I, I think God would like us as a church family to hear and remember to think about. Here's the first thing, and it's this really believing in Jesus means, means putting him first. In Jesus' day, there were some people who sort of believed, but they just didn't want to put him first. It's hard putting Jesus first. Those of you who are older, maybe who, who are at work, who are, who are at university, you, you can imagine this kind of thing, can't you? Someone says to you, or oh, Charles or oh, Claudia, you go to church, don't you? But you're not one of those serious religious types who really do reads and believe what the Bible says. And you feel, you feel it inside, don't you? And you're about to say, no, of course not. I'm not religious like that. But what's happening on the inside? Well, what's happening on the inside is I'm saying I, I love their opinion more than I love God. I don't really believe in Jesus in the way I want to put him first. So here's a question, I guess, for, for 
for teenagers, particularly, and, and those who are older, do you believe in Jesus? I, I mean, do you believe in Jesus the way he says we're meant to believe in him? Believe in him where you put him first. Even if other people were to laugh at you. Even if uni or school or work would be a bit trickier. Even if your family were to think you've gone a bit religious. Do you believe in Jesus that way? Do you, do you believe in him in the way where what you want and what he says bash up against each other? Do you believe in him in the way where you say, Lord Jesus, I want to do what you say. I want to do, uh, I want to put you first. And here's the second thing. And it's this, listening to Jesus is hard. It seems like it would be an easy thing, wouldn't it? We've got Bibles around us. We can flick them open. But I think this reminds us, for all of us, listening to Jesus is actually hard. Not because he doesn't speak clearly. He really does. He loves to speak, speaks in the Bible, wants to talk to you all the time. No, the reason it's difficult is because of what's happening on the inside. If, if I'm someone who doesn't want to do what Jesus says, then I'll find reasons not to listen. Those of you who are younger, maybe coming up to bedtime, and mum and dad say, shall we read the Bible together? Shall we talk about what God says? And you feel yourself thinking, Oh, no, I don't want to do that. And what's happening on the inside? And what we want to say is, yes, let's, let's read the Bible together. Let's w- hear what God says. Don't get fed up with that. But it, it's hard for all of us, isn't it? And it'd be a good question for us as a church family, for Christian friends together to say to each other, how, how have you been getting on listening to what God says? Wanting and wanting to put him first, hearing what he says, and if you say you're struggling, it's a great question to ask, isn't it? Wonder what's happening on the inside. How can we help each other? Now, what do you do? What do you do if you if you find out about yourself? Actually, you're someone who's you got to the point where you've not really been listening, and you don't want to put Jesus first. What do you do? Well, actually, what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do with people who don't want to listen, with people who don't want to put him first? The very last verse we read said this, then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. What does Jesus do with people who have not really been listening, don't want to put him first? He, what he does is he keeps speaking to you. A gracious Savior who keeps calling you. We can't do it by ourselves, but he wants to keep speaking to us. We can't change ourselves, but he can speak in such a way to us. He can change us from the inside out as we trust him. That's why we want to make a priority of coming to church, hearing him speak to us from his word. It's why in our homes and on our own and with our friends, we want to talk about God's word together and hear what he says. It's why in our families, when we're being a bit grumpy, when we're falling out with each other, when we're cross with parents and we don't want to forgive them, when things have just been going on and we're stomping around, we want to say to each other, what's happening on the inside? 
Have we been listening to Jesus? Are we wanting to put him first? And if the answer is not really, then we say, dear Lord Jesus, please would you speak to us so we trust you and put you first? That'd be a great question to ask each other, wouldn't it? What's happening on the inside? And keep helping each other to listen to what Jesus says. Let me pray for us, and then Darren is going to come back up. Let's just stop and speak to Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you very much that you can tell us what's happening on the inside. Please help us to listen to you. And in our speaking to you now, with me praying from the front and maybe the rest of us just praying in our own heads and hearts, we ask you, please speak to us in a way that changes us. So we'll keep listening and keep wanting to put you first. And we ask it in your precious and lovely name. Amen.